Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to what I hope will be another blockbuster Crick Index podcast. Joining me this evening to review the back-to-back tests between South Africa and England, we have Dan Rhodes, Dan Kennett, and from South Africa, Dave Dias and Donovan Stoop. Dave, I was going to come to you first. After Cook went for a duck in Durban, England were on their knees at 49 for three. Everything was going to script. And then we had the South African surrender. And in the second test, we had the fight back of the South Africa that we all all know. How do we explain this kind of change in, in form and what is what is going on? What's the root of the problem? The the root of the problem, yeah. <laughs> I think that's quite a quite a difficult one to, to put down to being one small thing. I think there's been there's been a lot of issues around form. I think that's something that, that the team struggled with, a bit of a bit of confidence. Um and you know what what they needed to do, and it's something that I was really, really happy to see, is when they got the opportunity on a good wicket to to sit and bat for as long as possible, they did that, and I think that's that's what's changed the the outlook for them themselves. But yeah, I must say, the lack of application by some players in that in that first test is something that I think they they were criticised quite heavily about, and I think they've taken a lot of a lot of flack for it and they clearly reacted in the second test. So from, you know, in a very short sort of summation of it, you know, to react and come back like that is something that I'm quite, I'm quite pleased with. Special mention there for Dean Elgar got a century in, uh, you know, in that 214 all out. 
So uh, you mentioned Dean Elgar before in the preview podcast, Dave. Yeah, I was I was extremely happy about that with Dean Elgar. You know, it's some someone who you know he's an opening batsman. It's it's obviously a pos- positions that we we've been struggling to fill since Graham Smith um, retired. So you know that those positions have been vacant for some time, and Elgar's been in the side for a while, and he really needed to to to, to come good. So I just had a feeling that maybe this was the this was the series that it would that it would all start kicking for him. He started looking good in India. He was one of the only guys that really applied himself properly in India. So I think he took that confidence from there and brought it in. And I mean, to carry your bat, um, especially when you've got some very serious um, senior and serious batsmen around you failing, and he managed to bat through the innings and and score a very good 100 in the end. You know, I mean, it wasn't enough for the team because he didn't get the support he needed, but hell of a good inning. So I'm extremely pleased with that. Yeah, great stuff, Dave. Uh, Donovan, I was going to bring you in quickly. Uh, in the preview, we said that it was going to be the Green Mamba, but it was uh, it was a bit military medium in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. I mean, uh, after the the disaster of you know, the Indian tour, I thought at least we'd get some some home ground advantage. And um, it was a it, it was a damp squib of a test pitch. That fair play to the England side. I mean, they applied themselves a bit on um, you know for the five days or for the four days and thirty minutes that it took to wipe the floor with us. But uh, it it was um, it was a damp squib of a test pitch, in my opinion. Yeah, it was nothing like what we want to see in Durban. Hey, hey, on Durban, guys. I read somewhere that England's run at Durban is now the sort of the longest unbeaten run at a test ground by a visiting team in history. <laughs> it was like 1926 was the last time we got beaten Durban. I couldn't believe it. Jeez, <laughs> I did not know that at all. <laughs> We're going to have to go play another test match there. We need to fix that. <laughs> yeah, go back to Port Elizabeth instead or something. It's strange. Why play that as a first game when you're aware that England had done so well there? It's like setting yourself up. It's like England playing at Lords for Australia all the time. Yeah, that was the number two in the list, I think, was Australia at Lords. <laughs> you're quite yeah, I mean, right like I said, sorry like I said the reason that they play there is because that's where all the holiday makers are but um, after our, your poor showing on day one and two we didn't even have anyone in the stands for days three four and five so, <laughs> so, so it was a waste so, of time <laughs> yeah it all backfired royally uh, uh, Kenny let me just quickly get you in because um, surely your hearts must have sunk when Cook went out for a duck and you're thinking stains on top it's 49 for three the usual 40 something yeah. one of the, the, the collapse is on and then step in Compton and Taylor and uh, just as we backed him and they performed that must have made you feel good then after yeah because I, I, I actually said in the uh, in the whatsapp group when when Root was out I said that I think that's the match because there was no precedent that there's anybody else in this England team stepping up and and um uh, and, and scoring runs in, in adversity, uh, especially against a, an attacker we thought was was so formidable. And what 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 Compton and Taylor did in that first test, that for, on day one, when they when it was when we were really in the shit, and they they both dug in, and when it really mattered, and and produced some big. And okay, neither of them got centuries, but they got a uh, they got a hundred was it 150 partnership I think something like that um, and but it was just fantastic effort from both and I don't think they even they even gave many chances between them and it was really good to see two relatively inexperienced players just really make big contributions right at the right at the start of the right at the start of the series and then when Stain got his injury he thought hang on you know South Africa are down to um, you know, they're down to two quicks now 
plus you know Van Van Zale's dibbly dobblies is is the third seamer. <laughs> that was that, I couldn't believe when I saw that. Um, I mean, just to confirm what you were saying, they went from forty nine for three to one hundred and seventy four for four. So that was really the partnership. Um, what did you just very quickly? What did you make of uh, Compton's? Uh, Stance, he's like he's looking at mid on. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's like he's he's trying to eye him up with one eye. (laughs) I know. I I just thought that can't be easy. I mean, because he and he was playing Stain like that. You know, he's pretty pretty quick. And but I was thinking then, well, Desmond Haynes did it for you. (laughs) Desmond Haynes was almost opened up to square leg, and he was he was you know he was a much better batman than batsman than Nick Compton, but and you know played against faster bowlers as well. But so yeah, but it was very very unusual, uh, and he was taking uh, off stump guard as well, wasn't he? Which is even more odd. He was indeed. Uh, Rosie, let me quickly bring you in. Um, uh, what did you make of the the whole thing? Because it was looking as though you're looking down the barrel, and then there was the fight back, uh, and then Ashwin Ali came into zone. Is what we on our WhatsApp group we dubbed him as Ashwin Ali, didn't we? Because uh, after after we rubbished him, obviously, with the reverse psychology, I know that uh, being a fellow Birmingham boy, he's listening to my podcast, and that was that was the what I, you know the, the, that was the tactic. Yeah, I thought there were quite a few key moments in that first test. I think a lot of people have overlooked the value of the runs at Broad and Finger because we were two hundred and sixty-seven for nine, and if we don't get an extra thirty or forty there, you, just to get over three hundred, just to get that milestone. It's it, valuable runs at the end of the innings there, and like you say, the, the application um, by Compton and Taylor was ideal, and, and that's what they're there for. We've got the other players around them, but lo- those two um, are there to, to be the anchors um, and let everyone else have the freedom. Moeen Ali, it's a strange one. I, I, I he came on first change, and I was just we were going crazy in the WhatsApp group because I think his first spell of nine overs went for about 40 we were going there's runs on the board they're so valuable and we've just given we've just given away 40 of them there and then suddenly the, the wickets started falling I, I think Dan makes a fair point in that Ali gets a few wickets from people attacking him um, so it, you know it's, it's a big shot that, that's getting him out rather than um, the art of spin bowling drawing them into shots but he keeps going in this strike rate it keeps being impressive and if he continues to do that it's going to be a valuable um, all-rounder um, coming in coming in at eight hopefully and um, just on on the technique of of, um, of Compton I think he's got on his master eye so his right eye is his master eye and he's got his he's got his right eye lined up with the off stump and his guard so he's just um, got to turn his head, and there's, some players do it. Obviously, some players you've got the central vision, so you don't need to see keep your head still. But I think he's just trying to get his his best eye, um, doing most of the work for the vision element of the batting. That's what I'd say anyway. That's it's fascinating, Dan. Yeah, what did you get? Yeah. What did you hear that, Dan? That's well. If you, there's other players do it as well, other players keep it with the left, and they try and keep the side vision, and just working in uh, with his with a snooker coach, and I know that you have to. It's all about what your eye is, and when you're playing darts, it's all about your master eye. So Taylor brings it back under his chin because he's got central vision, whereas some players bring it underneath the right eye. And it's all when when you're working with vision and technique, and especially batting. You're obviously your eyes are the crucial part, but possibly the most crucial part when you're batting because you've got to see a ball and react so quickly. So to get your best eye, if his vision is that, um, if he has got a master eye, it just makes sense, and it's obviously worked. 
That's fascinating. So whatever you know, he's obviously looked into it. But whatever works for him, so long as he's all in line and he's perfectly side on and perpendicular when the ball's delivered and his head's still, you know, head still. Uh, what, what, yeah, yeah well, whatever, whatever works for him, um, you know, good, good on him. The art of batting is very simple. If it's full, you get full, and if it's not, you get back. And it's, and it's whether you make those decisions consistently right. For me, I've just tried to keep it very simple. I found that I've, I've played my best when I've kept very still. I've allowed the bowler to release the ball and then react. And my, perhaps my mantra is, if I'm in a, a nice balanced position, I'm therefore going to react to the ball in a more balanced way. Any early clue you can get um, is, you know, if you know the heads up, obviously the more experienced and better player you are, the more clues you get. And so is the bowler swinging it, or you know, even when the bowler bouncing. I mean, normally, most bowlers, pretty much all bowlers, have to, you know, give you give you a little bit of a clue, and it might be a subconscious thing, it's just which you picked up over time. So, yeah, absolutely, you're trying to look for as many clues as you can because um, you don't have too much time to make a decision. I think with spin, I try and very much make sure that I either get right to the pitch of the ball, and if I can't, then make a quick decision to go right back. I think the problem happens is when you sometimes get caught in the middle. You know, DRS has changed a lot of, um, for now with, with the spin, you know, you can't just use your pad to kick the ball away. Um, so you've got to use your bat as much as you can. Great drill for that would be take your front pad off and use your bat um, against bowlers because you don't want to get on the shin, so encourage you to use your bat. There's less emphasis on, you know, excessive foot movement against quick bowling. It's more about getting your eyes behind the line of the ball. I think once you've established that, it's then getting a nice set base, so your two feet are on the floor. And I find if you do that, your eyes are then very still. And when your eyes are still, the perception is you have a lot more time. And you hear that word about you know, your calluses, your devilias, your sangakaras, they've got a lot of time. And what I think that relates to is the fact that they, are, they see the ball early, they set themselves up. And because they're so still, they're then able to manipulate the ball wherever they want to. One of the things as a batter, you can't be afraid of, of changing your position on the crease. I know it sounds complicated, but if you do keep doing the same thing, the bowler can get in a rhythm. Um, and also, you know, if, he's, if it's swinging a huge amount and you don't think he's got that much of an in-swinger, you can go give, get, get yourself across a little bit more. It make, makes it easier to lead. You know, obviously, if it's reversing or if, it's, if he's got that one, you probably don't want it because it's the LBW, so you want to stay this side of it. So, you know, you're, you know, it's that's the art of batting. You're looking to try and try and do that, but also you have to know your game very clearly to to know which works for you. For more great videos from Lords, please subscribe. We know we know Compton knows where his off stump is for deafness, so whatever mm. his technique, he can definitely uh, bank on that one. Um, as a, is it minor criticism that he's very one-paced in his innings, or uh, I know you're more traditional, uh, Kenneth, in the way you think about how it should be played. <laughs> is, that, is that an insult? No, no, no. It's, it's only because it's in a bit more contrast to the way Rhodesy sort of feels about the way it should be it should be done. Yeah. Um, the is it that he can't be a number three because he can't put the foot on the gas when needs be, or do you reckon that he did exactly what was needed at the time because England were were down? Yeah, I think um, players like him can only bat in the top three. Um, his his game is built on defence, is built on uh, accumulation, and there's absolutely no uh, nothing wrong with. Uh, accumulation uh, because South Africa's recovery in the second test was based exactly on attrition and accumulation 
um, and, and missed chances. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, but essentially, it's the, it's the same thing. And you need players. Every team, I, I don't care who you are, every team needs a player like that to stay in, especially in where the pitch is not a road. Because, you know, it, unless you're in a situation where you, when you're up against it and you need somebody to come in and accelerate, which Compton probably can't do, then I'm absolutely fine with him being in the team. Uh, yep. Let's just. Uh, I was just going to quickly come back to the uh, to Donovan because Donovan, you were mentioning that uh, Morkel was a, a Jekyll and Hyde character, and then on that day yep. two of the first test, uh, he came right into it, and then England had a little wobble after the recovery as well. And you thought, well, one minute is it? It's getting interesting now. What looked like a 450 score became a 300 score. Yeah, I mean, yeah, during that game, yeah, specifically during that innings, he was so, looking flat. He was looking like he didn't want to be there. And then all of a sudden, you know, he came in with a spell and we thought, right, here we go. Now we're going to start getting some action. And then and then I just felt that they lost the momentum again. So, I mean, that's typical Morkel. I think he, 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 he needs to be able to fire for long, you know, for long periods of time. And I think... Uh, in you know, the second test, particularly, you know, he came to his own. He bowled some really good spells in the second test. Um, you know, I think he realised that he's now the leader of the attack. He was staying not being there, and um, he kind of stepped up. But uh, I don't know. I just think our bowlers have been... Um, they haven't been as strong as we needed them to be with the weak batting. Um, we've had a side that's been carried by our batting for a very long time. And with the weaker batting now, we needed our bowlers to be ultra-aggressive. And I just think that we... We really didn't hit our straps. Um, we we weren't we weren't hunting in pairs. We weren't uh, we weren't all firing on cylinders at the same time. Too many times there was there was one release over, one good over, one release over, one good over, and 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 you can't you can't both sides out like that. Dave, I was going to get your opinion on the same thing. In that, is it a case of it's just a perfect storm uh, for the opposition in a way, and and for the dismantlement of South African cricket where you've got the retirements of Callis and and Smith at the top of the order, so the the batting's going to be weaker. And then you've got the injuries to you know Staines coming back from an injury, Philander's injured, so we've got weak bowling, weak batting, out of form, and it's it's almost the perfect time to play South Africa. And then the curator produces a pitch which isn't to your advantage. Um, is it just so many factors come into it, which which mean that you're going to get this below par performance? Well, I think you've you've summed it up quite nicely then. I think the one other thing I'd add to it is poor, probably poor team selection in that we haven't had the, the balance that we need. Um, in the second test, obviously, by selecting Morris over J.P. Dumini, I think it's, it did give us a much better balance. And I think had we gone with that in... In Durban, it, it obviously would have helped because Stain got injured. I mean, obviously you don't you don't play you don't pick a team and then assume that someone's going to get injured during the game. And I think those, you know, Stain getting injured in that first in that first test, you almost it's difficult to judge to judge the guys because we had two seamers. So for me, that's a selection problem that's now put those guys under a hell of a lot of pressure to produce the goods. But with that said, it's not like it. You know, we still did manage to 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 bowl England out the first time without Stain really bowling much at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we would have really, we really needed an all-rounder in that first one. And then obviously coming to the second test, it's probably the most, in my in recent memory, that is by far the most inexperienced bowling lineup I've ever seen for South Africa. You know, and, and like Don said, Morkel was the most senior bowler and he had to step up. 
I think in the first innings, I was a bit disappointed with, with his performance. I mean, I think all the bowlers were a bit disappointing um, up until, uh, well, not all of them. I thought Rabada was pretty good until Stokesy came in and, and tore us to shreds. And then everyone just looked like they were kind of waiting to see how many England would get before they declared. Um, and, but then obviously in that second innings, I think there's a bit of a momentum shift there because now all of a sudden you've got a lot of inexperienced bowlers and it's still the same bowling team. And we had England on the ropes there for a while, you know, and it was really, really good to see. All the guys bowled a lot better. Morris, Morris bowled a lot better in the second innings versus the first innings. Pitt is looking like he's there to stay. I must say he's a, he, looks, he looks like quite a solid guy to have in your side as, as that off-spinner. He looks a wicket-taker, so best bowler in, in, in Durban as well. Um, so I think going into to the Wanderers, if Stain comes back fit, suddenly we're looking like a much more, more like a South African bowling lineup. And if the pitch is prepared in a way that's going to suit us, um, which I'm pretty sure it will be, um, I think I think there's a very very good chance that we'll we'll dominate with the ball in that game. However, the weather that's been happening up in Gauteng at the moment is a bit is a bit insane. Today was probably one of the hottest days in history in in in, in that place. So it's been around the 40 degree mark. So the pitch is going to probably be very very dry. So I don't know about in, how much grass is go- they're going to manage to get on that pitch. Um, just depends what happens between now and the start of that game. Um, just hopefully Stain is fit. That's my biggest. That's my biggest proviso. They are really, really hoping he gets back to fitness and can come back into the team for that game. Sorry, Carl. Um, you mind if I jump in here? Yes, um, yes. Don't even go for it. I don't. I mean, I don't want to sound like negative, Nancy, but um, I, I don't think that that we're carrying as as much kind of bravado into the next two tests as what everyone thinks. Um, on that on on that final day, the clouds came in, the wind changed, and it was really suit, suited to bowling. So, kind of any bowling attack w- would have looked great on a day five pitch when it was swinging and hooping like it was. Um, we we had England um, five down for what was it two thirty two fifty on the first day, um, and we couldn't capitalize on that. And, and yes, Stokes played a brilliant innings and yes, Besto was, he was fantastic. But the fact of the matter is that if, if, if you've got a team, you know, 230 for five, there's no ways in the world they should be getting 650. No matter how, no matter how good the pitch is, no matter, there's, there's absolutely no way that, that a top class bowling lineup should let the team get another 400 runs. So, so yes, we did better in the second innings of the second test, but, but the conditions helped us no end. And and I, I think the South Africans will make a mistake going into the next test thinking that they now have found their form. They've got a, a lot of work to do. And we need staying there and we need the guys to fire. Fair, right. fair enough. Uh, I'll just, I just want to come back to that as well. It's also a question of confidence, Don, don't you think? Like if they, they've got to take whatever confidence they can from that, go back, work hard, because I think the, the stuff they need to analyze is how poorly they bowled with the second new ball in that first innings, but also try and take some confidence from how they played. Yes, the conditions were better, but you still have to produce the goods at the end of the day. You know, so um, there's, a kind of a, there's an opportunity there to find um, some, some momentum, if you know what I mean. But that's not saying like, okay, guys, you know what, we found our form, we'll be fine. 
um, there's a lot, there's a hell of a lot that needs to happen between now and then before, before we see the kind of bowling we want to see. Uh, we're, halfway, we're halfway in, half an hour in, and neither of them have mentioned um, the captaincy yet. I thought you'd have brought up. Oh, I was going to say, your captain's just resigned. I'm, I'm keeping this all over the head. Has any kind of underlying <laughs> issue at all? We'll let them have yeah, a think about it, that, is, it, is, is it a good thing? Is it, is it you know, is it is, is AB the man to replace him? I think he's the only well, choice, well, isn't there? Look, um, the, the way I see it, um, you know, Hashim Amla is a brilliant, brilliant batsman. And I mean, the last year, this last year has shown that as a captain, he hasn't quite performed to what he's capable of. In this test match, he, he, you can see that he's, he got his mind clear and he managed to bat like Hashim Amla again. And he batted outstandingly well, um, with a bit of help from the England fielders, of course, you know, um, but yeah. um, <laughs> big time. But I, I mean... I found his captaincy, he gave the wrong... When, when we took the second new ball, he should have gone straight to Morkel and it didn't. Yep. Uh, when, we, when we were struggling, when, when Stokes was on fire and Besto was also batting brilliantly, the captaincy looked flat. He, he didn't really know what to do. And I think, and I think it speaks volumes about the, the human being that Hashim Amla is. Because, yes, the timing might be off, and I think we can debate the timing as, as much as we like, but I think he, he's he's quite secure in himself and that he can look at it and say, right, I'm not the best guy to be captain for this team. I think AB or whoever it is, and it is AB de Villiers, it's captain now, will do a better job. And I'm more concerned that this team performs to what they can do. I don't, I don't need that. I need to focus on my batting. And it might seem like, you know, he's shying away from it, but I, I'll contest that in that I don't think he, he necessarily really wanted the captaincy to begin with, but he took it and he gave it his best his best go. Um, but it's not it's not for him. My my take on him is Hashim Amla the captain and there's Hashim Amla the batsman, and I want Hashim Amla the batsman in my team more than I want Hashim Amla the captain. Donovan, what about AB? I I kind of picture him as some kind of a attacking, innovative kind of player that would you know he's going to be that type of captain, go get him kind of attitude rather than Hashim Amla is a bit more. You know, restrained and cautious. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so AB is our one-day captain, and 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 he he actually he isn't great. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. He he he, he struggled. He struggled. He, he 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 does struggle, and and my opinion on on AB is that he needs to go out and he needs to bat, and he needs to sing pop songs. That's all AB needs to do. Um, he doesn't need to now try and captain aside because I also don't think that he has the demeanor to do so. I don't think either AB or Amla can get pissed off enough you know, to be able to rally a team when they're down. They're, we need someone harder. We need someone kind of grittier. Um, well, who, who does that leave then, Donovan? I mean, Faf is your is your T20 captain. Can he step up or is he, you know, he got a bit uh, of form as well in the latter, in the second test? Did he? I don't know. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, we yeah, I'm not sure where we go. Yeah, I don't think that AB is the answer. I don't think that Faf's the answer. Is it is it just AB yeah. by default? I think it's AB by default just because he's the vice captain, um, and they're just kind of lo- looking for a stopgap. Um, I mean, yeah, a week ago you're saying that he's gonna 
he's going to quit test cricket because his workload's too high, so take away the gloves from me, but hold on, I'll be the captain of the country. I mean, it doesn't work like that. Um, if you want to focus on your really? batting, Wondered when that then you must focus on your so batting. True, yeah. So, yeah, so I, my opinion is, 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 is I need to bring someone young in, someone fresh, just like I did with Graham Smith. He came in as this wet behind the ears pup, and yeah, he was made captain of the side, and he made a hell of a lot of mistakes right in the beginning, and then John then turned into our greatest ever skipper. We need we need someone new like that coming in. So my opinion is if we're taking someone from from the squad at the moment, I would pick Dean Algar. Um, he, sh- he, sh- he showed a bit of mental fortitude. He's got a bit of grit about him. And he, he, yeah, for me, he's in the same mold as Graham Smith. Interesting comments yeah, look, there. Yeah, you know, it's, um, Don, I remember we chatted about it. I don't know. Like, Dean Algar would be very, very interesting in the future to see if he if he could captain. But I agree with what you've said about maybe... You know, putting someone, chucking someone in the deep end that no one expects, and maybe this was the opportunity. But look, in the middle of a test series like this, if they were to give the captaincy to anybody because I'm going to step down, it has to go to the vice captain. So yeah, AB would by default take over for the rest of this series. Um, potentially, I mean, it would be very interesting to see if AB doesn't speak up after the series and say, guys, you, exactly what you've said, you, you're ignoring the fact that I want to lighten my load and I just want to bat. Um, so maybe next series will be very interesting to see if someone like Dean Alga or, or someone that no one really expects who has got that grit and fight to, to just be chucked in the deep end and said, right, go make a few mistakes and we'll stick by you. But the thing is, maybe that guy isn't even, isn't even in the team yet. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know well enough to know what captains are out there who could just step into the South African captaincy role. I think it's a really, it's a really difficult position. It's a really difficult role to play not only because of cricket but because of you know what cricket represents in the country and how and how difficult it is to be a captain of a team like this yeah i'll just throw one more name out there and he's i think 150 not out today in the super sports series which is our local competition is jp dumini he was horrible in india and he was horrible in durban but he he's been around for a very long time and 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 if he can find some form I think he's he, he's the type of player that 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 can unify the team. He 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 stepped in yeah, a long time ago in Australia when Ashwell Prince got injured, and then he kind of made a, a really big impact in Australia. He's he, he's gone off the boil since, but he 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 does have a grit. He does have a determination about him. So if he can find some form, um, he he might be a name for the future. Maybe well, I am shocked. I am shocked at that. The, the Dumini. I mean, I, I, he is just not a test player for me, Don. Sorry, he's just not a test player. He's just not. He's just not. I can see potentially Elgar. You know, he looks potentially like he can make it, but Dumini's had so many chances, and he's just. Not. I thought. I thought it's probably curtains on Dumini's career, maybe with the tests. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, we're getting... you, Don, Don, Don might not have heard the um, Graham Swan um, um, Nostradamus. Um, when he was commentating on CMS in the first test about Dumini, he said, "This is how you get Dumini out." And it, the very next ball, exactly what Swan had just said, Ali happened. <laughs> we need to get we need to get that clip done. For the- we do. Yeah, he, <laughs> he can't face offspin. Uh, Rosie, no, I was going to bring you. I, I wouldn't go with Dumini. <laughs> uh, Rosie, I was going to bring you in because as the South Africans are trying to find form and and do the soul searching and all the rest of it, everybody's in form in the England team. Um, and uh, you know, take it away with uh, oh, Stokes. What a what a beauty, my son! Oh well, pa- 
quite possibly the most extraordinary test innings I've, I, I can I can recall seeing. Um, fastest ever double century by an English batsman, the highest score by an Englishman at the Newlands, um, being Jack Hobbs. Most sixes in an innings with 11. Um, surpassing a record by Wally Hammond in 1933. They thought that would have been beating since, and he could probably beat that again. Um, you know, it was just the highest score by a number six ever in test cricket. He's just... The records just kept falling and falling. I think it's interesting to look at which bowlers he took apart as well. Um, he scored a run of ball off Markle, went 40 runs off, uh, 38 runs off 38 balls. The one that he really took a liking to, well, there were two, but the, the main one was, was Morris, um, hitting him for 81 runs off 57 balls. And the other was Pete, which was 54 off 26. The only bowler who managed to control him in any kind of way, shape or form was... Van Zeel, who bowled 25 balls at him and only conceded 16 runs, so that was that was that was the go-to man against Stokes. Um, it was just a ridiculous, ridiculous innings, and we haven't really discussed it yet. Uh, I think we should come on to the timing of the declaration because it it made an interesting an interesting uh, context in that England scored 600 over 600. No team has ever lost a Test match scoring 600 in the first innings, but the fact that it was scored across the innings at five and over, but on that particular day it was nearly eight and over. The fact it was scored so quick left such an amount of time in the game, as Dan has said on the group, it left such an amount of time that it gave a chance for South Africa to still have 300 overs left. And we can, I think the, the catching was the issue, the catching was the reason why South Africa let back into the game, but it did create a context where we'd scored so quickly that there was still still time in the game. And had we just gone on another hour or so, we, it could have been 7.50. And then, is it, is it, you know, South Africa are constantly looking, they need to get to 5.50 uh, to avoid the follow-on. So it's, it was just a, a morning uh, morning session that I'll never, ever forget, ever. And I hope he does it again. He says he probably won't, but I hope he does. I, I think he probably will do it again. He'll get the opportunity now. Um uh, Dan Kennett, let's bring you in because it only this is your point in the group as well because it only took him 125.5 overs to score the runs. Um, I know, and, and you were, you were of the belief that fair enough, you've got the runs, which normally is the declaration sort of score, but you haven't considered how much time you've you've left in the game and not taken out the game. Yeah, my 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 point was there's and this 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 was came this came from um, who was the Aussie coach when they won like the 17 tests in a row. Um, who was it? Was it was it um, was it the old wicketkeeper? You want it Buchanan? Uh, old... John Buchanan. You might have been John Buchanan, yeah. But basically, what he I listened to him once talking about um, declarations, and it was just like a science to him. Um, and <clears throat> he said the most important thing is is that um, um, you've got to um, make sure that the pressure stays on the opponent for the rest of the match. There's no way that pressure should come back on yourself. Um, because if you do that, then you failed um, when you got the declaration wrong. Um, and he was basically talking about that there's an equation of runs and wickets in a match. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, time, time and runs. Uh, and if you got, say, with the way to tra- traditional rates of scoring, if you got like by, say, I think it was by 550 or 600 by lunch on the third day, you would never, you would have still have enough time to bowl the team out, and you'd never be put under any pressure yourself. Um, oh, things have changed slightly in, in more recent times, um, but I, I think there's a lot to it. And the way England played, and the way Stokes, sorry, the way Stokes played, not the way England played, the way Stokes played, 
Um, England scored phenomenally by T20 standards. Never mind Test standards. I mean, yeah. It would have been a, it would probably be a game to win most T20 games. A score, uh, what they did, and we we were just in completely uncharted territory. Um, and I, I I just think that yeah, you could say that South Africa were you know were, were low on confidence, but runs were coming so easy at that point. It just makes it just I guess I just do find it strange that we didn't go on to 700, 750. Even eight hundred, you know, because you know, if runs are coming at six, seven, eight, and over, it's, it's you know, you, you don't really need that anymore. Um, and you know, it, it, it just it, it shows you that test test cricket is changing almost by the year. The, 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 what we know is test cricket is, is is constantly evolving, and it's evolving now at a faster rate than it's ever done in the past. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want a, a quick mention for Johnny Bairstow as well? Because um, oh yeah. Tremendous. A, a, tre- a tremendous 150 off 191 balls, uh, not out. And um, because I remember when he got to sort of, he got his 50, and on that wicket, your comment, uh, Ken, it was that he's got to cash in here. He's got to make it big to cement his place in the team and to show that he can handle it at this level. Yeah, and I, th- I think I said on the preview pod that when we uh, when we had to pick up our player to, to step up, I think at the end, I think I, I said I said it, it's, not, it's make or break for best, though, you know, because he, he's proven he can get runs domestically, big runs domestically. But let's be honest, right? Before this series started, he, he, he played twenty tests and he had just four fifties in twenty tests, no hundreds, and an average of. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. 28. Um, and so, you know, but this season, this series, he's been, he's been fantastic. His batting in, in Durban was really good. He was really positive. Um, and I think he was the highest run scorer in the match uh, or the second highest. Um and he and this first innings, the way he played, the the the, 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 the supporting role he played to Stokes. I mean, he he scored his run. I think he got his hundred off 150 balls. You know, which is not exactly slow. Um, but the way he just supported Stokes and fed it, and, and he didn't try to, if you like, match Stokes blow for blow. Was, it, it was that was very mature batting, I thought. And even in the, and, and the second innings almost pleased me more because, um, you know, we were in a real pickle. And he just came in and he played the situation and he batted pretty soundly without any alarms. And because the, just before, I mean, um, 
uh, what's his face? The little fella, uh, Best, uh, not Best, so, um, Ru- uh, Taylor. Taylor got an absolute rip snorter, didn't he? Did, um, did. In the second innings, uh, and um, and there, and Pete was causing some problems with his off spin, and but 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 Besto did come on and bat for about twenty five overs, pretty sensibly, and you know with low risk stuff, and I, that that almost pleased me as much, and I, I just hope now that he's got the hundred, the monkey's off his back, the pressure's off, uh, and and now we can you now he can feel a bit more at home, a bit more mature. And now we can just focus on improving his wicket keeping. I was going to say, get 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 some stumpings, young man. Well, I think I, I, last three tests he's got two missed stumpings and two drop te- two, two drop catches. He had Bavuma, and in this match, and he had Amlo in the last match. So, this is an issue. But flipping it on, flipping the successful batsman on its head. What about Cook, who's got the worst average out of all the English players? Worse than Walks Finn. If Ailes. if he hadn't had. If he hadn't had a century in the warm-up game against Africa, A, I'd agree with you. But he had a, he had a, he had a ton coming into the match. I don't think there's it's his, just, re- I think his record in South Africa is twenty nine point nine. His average in South Africa it's his yeah. poorest in all countries. He struggles against South Africa, and his overall average is still the same. It's thirty five, yeah. so it's he it just struggles against the. I think, South you know, if, if if you if you open the boat batting in South Africa. You can expect to nick off quite a few times, can't you, and get out for some low scores. Um, but he gets that he got a century in the warm-up game. I wouldn't be surprised if he made a big score in in, in one of the four innings left in this series. With the, inex- with the inexperienced bowling attack as well, um, staying aside if he comes or doesn't come, you, 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 your money's on Cook to get runs at some stage. But I've got to say, going back to the very first morning of the first Test match, I thought Stain had him in his pocket. And then I feared the worst. But the fact that Root and Cook haven't really featured, I think the, the English lineup has done quite well. I think Root's still averaging 50, isn't he? Or, or he's uh, or four, close to 50. No, he is. So. He, is, he is, actually. It goes just because of the heroics of uh, Stokes and Bairstow and people, you kind of forget. But um, for, for, for Root's standard, you know how you'd have... You'd have Expect it's almost we expect a century every every other. I think it's because he's got starts and he he's got he's had starts in every innings I think hasn't That's he? And he, he has, yeah. big ones. That's yeah, it. he hasn't gone on like he like he normally does. Um, but yeah, um, I think um, going back to going back to Cook, I think he's he's, he's got too much experience. He's, he's too good a player. Um, but you know you, you're playing against very good bowlers uh, and, and usually in, in helpful conditions with a hard pitch and a hard ball. So you know, it's, so let, let's see what happens. I, I'm I'm not convinced it's too much of a problem. It's just um, it's just one of those things really with him. And he's had some good balls to be honest. It's not like he's been getting up playing bad shots, is it? Oh, I agree quickly, with that. That's it. Yeah. Quickly, chaps, it's with the getting out in it. Yeah, with the uh, mentioning the, the England bowlers now, with the uh, the wondrous pitch, uh, saying what it's going to be over there, is it going to help the England seamers just as much? Anderson's back, abroad's in in proper good form now. You know, he's looking exceptional. And with Stokes, they've got the fourth seamer. Uh, so if it's good for South Africa, the way Dave's uh, is, is saying that it's going to help there, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be uh, meat and drink for Broad and Anderson, surely. I, I've been really impressed with Steve Finn. I think he's been our best bowler in the two matches. I think he, he I think he he, he he troubled even on that day where I think we only had one wicket in the day. I think he bowled really well. I think he was really unlucky only to get one wicket. It'd be interesting to see what Dave and Don think about Finn, but. Um, I think he's been excellent. I mean, and and it shows you when when you get a road like you did in um, Cape Town, Jimmy. It's Jimmy's almost a military medium guy, you know. He's straight up and down, yeah. seventy five, seventy seven miles an hour, and you know it's not very threatening, really, was it? There was no swing, there was no seam, didn't move a ball, and um, 
you know, so it'll be interesting to see what, what we get at Wanderers and Centurion. Um, but I, I just wonder whether Finn and Broad are going to be the key bowlers again. I, I think so. Yeah, for me, sorry guys, let me jump in here. For me, Finn and Broad have have, have been unreal. Finn, um, the way that he extracts bounce out of the pitch is, is, is really, really good. So, like he was doing in Cape Town, he, he was very unlucky in that innings. Um, he, he has been your best bowler, but Broad has been... The corridors that Broad is bowling in, I mean, I gave him a bit of stick on the preview podcast, but he is, he, I, he's a twat, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's a fun bowler. The match, and the, the match referee might have been calling him that as well after his <laughs> incident kicking the pitch. Yeah, no, he... His, uh, his, he, his lack of remorse as well. He's a, he, he's a fine specimen, is uh, Sally Broad, but um, let's, let's just call it like it is, he's, He's a great bowler, and you, you made a very valid point. As much as the pitchers are going to help the South African bowlers, the English bowling attack, if they fire, will will be will will be a handful on those two pitches. And what it's going to come down to is it's going. To, what I think it's going to come down to is it. Yeah, it's going to come down to, you know, the batting because we're going to have two bowling attacks who are going to be helped. So yeah, we're going to have to see who bats the best on these pitches. And will it swing? Will it swing? It shouldn't swing a lot. Um, oh no! <laughs> so, so it kind of uh, takes take, kind of takes Anderson and Stokes out of the ex- equation when it doesn't swing at all. Exactly. Um, Stokes m- maybe will bend over and just kind of bl- blind the guys with his glare, but because um, he, he's he, he's quite an angry looking character. But uh, um, but yeah, I think Anderson's going to be taken out a bit because it's not going to swing that much. Stokes is more skiddy and 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 and, and pacey, um, and, and and a bit more like Stain, I guess, than you know, because you know, he's quite a, quite a slingy, isn't he? Yeah. So, but he can generate the pace. He can, yeah. I think he can get it. To, he can get it to one forty-five, Stokes. So he can put the quick ball in. Um, we did yeah. some good bounces in this game. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. One guy from the England side that I've been really impressed with, and another guy that that when you guys mentioned him on the preview podcast was was. It was James Taylor. I was speaking to Dave after you know, that podcast, and I thought there's absolutely no way James Taylor would feature at all you know, on this tour. And uh, he's been impressive. Uh, he, he's been gritty. He's been he has been gutsy, and um, he looks good in the middle order for you guys. Uh, Dave, I wanted to come to you very quickly about the significance of Babuma's century in the the second Test match because. Oh yeah. Um, this is the, so the correct me if I'm wrong. So this is the first century by a black South a black South African. Is that correct? Or that a, is that is hundred percent correct. Yeah. A native, native black South African. Is that correct? Yeah. So he's the first black South African to ever score a century in a Test match for South Africa, which. Which, believe me when I say to you, the significance of that, whether the pitch is flat or it's not flat or he gets dropped on 77 or not, the significance of a black South African scoring a century for South Africa cannot be underestimated. Just how special and amazing that is. It's a triumph. It's a triumph for, for the transformation efforts that have happened in South Africa. Um, you know, we've had we've had very, very good black bowlers in the past and we still do produce very good black bowlers. But for some reason, we've just never, ever produced a very good black batsman 
and let's be honest, batsmen are the are the real kings of the game. You know, so these are the guys that end up being the real, real heroes out there. So for the countless kids out there watching Temba Bavuma score a century against England in a game and, and an innings that, if we're quite honest, when he came into bat, we lost some wickets. Um, England was starting, to, we, we were still 180 runs behind. He ended up being batting with, with Faf, and then he ends up batting with, with an all-rounder, and he had to sort of be the more senior batsman at that point. He was getting chirped left, right, and center from, from Stokes, Stokes going on about how short he was. And every time he tried to bowl a bouncer, he'd get up on his toes and he'd smash him through, through mid-wicket for four. So the way he batted, the fact he got to 100, what it means is like, I, I mean, the entire country stood up. Men, women, black, white, old, young. They understand how important that was. So I just hope it's the first of many. And I hope that he rises to to what he represents now. He's an, he's an example, not just to black kids, but to all, all people playing cricket. Black, white, doesn't matter. The opportunities, the opportunities have been put in front of him and he's taken it. And that's the thing. It's like, it's like any innings when you play cricket. You get out there, it's always a fresh opportunity. And that's basically the story of his career. He got given the opportunity and he's taken it. And I couldn't be prouder. Uh, Donovan, I was going to get your thoughts as well because uh, even after the game, um, he spoke really well, didn't he? And he understands the significance as well. And he accepts that he, he carries a certain amount of pressure on his shoulders. Um, but, I mean, from my point of view, when I saw him in the 70s and 80s, and I'm willing him to get a century, he was playing some cheeky shots, paddle sweeps, um, almost sort of T20 style cricket going on. And I'm thinking, this this guy is not getting nervous at all. <laughs> I mean, he, he he he's played in a franchise where he, he's been allowed to kind of, um, your plays natural game, and 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 what's been great about him is is that he's always kind of always taken the opportunity. Even in India, I, I mean, he was asked to open the batting, um, and he doesn't open the batting. And and whether or not that was the the right call for him, he stood up and he did it right. Um, he didn't do it with much success, but the fact is that he put his hand up and he said, okay, I'll go and open the batting and I'll see how it goes. So I, I think he realizes um, the significance of him being in the side. And I think he also, he, he made an interesting comment in his post-match interview where, he, where someone said to him, were you nervous because you didn't have many runs? Um, you know, did you feel the pressure? And the way he answered the question was, he's like, I'm a batsman. I have to score runs. So of course I felt the pressure. And, and f- for me, it's really important that that we see him as a batsman and nothing else. Um, yes, w- w- we have to see the politics behind it. That's unfortunately our cross to bear. But I think as a batsman, he, he, he stepped up and he played a really good innings when, like they've said, we could have collapsed quite easily and it would have been a whole different story for the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, very happy for the guy. Yeah, when we did our first part, I was hoping that he would get a game in India. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to be there for a long time. Just uh, just on Bavuma, I think that um, it's really important that, uh, that the whole world now can see that he's in the team on talent yep. and, and for no other reasons. And that's, that's, what, that's always been this sort of question hanging uh, in the past, hanging over these, these type of players, isn't it? You know, are they just in there to, fill a, to tick a box or are they actually in there because they're in the best 11 players? I'm so glad you've said that, Dan, because it's exactly that. Him getting that ton, I think it's put, it's put, it's shut a lot of people up. 
and it, and that that's something that that's the best way to do it. Do it with your bat. Yeah, and it, and everybody can see that. And it's not just the runs he scored because his, his test his test record is quite good for a test newcomer now. But the way that like you said, the way he rocked onto the back foot and he absolutely smashed the the, the short ball from uh, from Finn and Stokes to, through mid wicket and square leg was just fantastic. And that's what you want. You want somebody like like Ricky Ponting, a short player who can just get on and he can just you can just take on these big 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 ugly aggressive fast bowlers and just smash them off the back foot for four. And he was brilliant. And he was also equally as good off the front foot, which was brilliant because they're, they're pushing him back. They're talking about his height going for him <clears> and then chucking in the full ball. And then he was quite confident to get right forward and drive it. So he's got every yeah, shot in the book. Eh? He's got it. Yeah, he, he did, he, I have to say, when he did drive, he got his foot right to the ball. He got his weight in the right place, got his head over the ball. And he did he did take them on as well on the short. And, you know, obviously it helps when the ball's not moving off the seam one shot. Like, <laughs> yeah, of but, course, uh, of course. <laughs> But uh, I think that pitch could have done 10 days, yeah, <laughs> the Cape Town. <laughs> unless, unless England fielders learn how to catch, it would have lasted three days. <laughs> this is true, actually. We should say that, actually. There was a miss. You know, one thing I wanted to, wanted to, wanted to say was um, this series is, is, is quite bizarre because South Africa won the first session of the series, yeah. right? no question. And then, and then England literally won seven days in a row, yep. you know, which is incredible right, for the away team. But then I think South Africa, first of all, they stopped the bleeding. Right, you know, with Amla and De Villiers on day three, then they got more back onto the front foot, you know, and they started trading some blows with Bavuma on day four, and he and liked to do plus he getting some runs, and then they even gave England a bit of a, you know, for a few punches of their own on the final day. So it's been a really slow turnaround, but you can almost see this pendulum coming back, and I just wondered what the South African narrative is now about this. Yeah, I, I think um, what I was saying is I just hope that that positivity or the momentum can, you know bring it back, maybe make it more of an even contest. I know Don Don was, you know, there were drop catches. We were, we were given lives. It's not like we were, we, I mean, we did bat well, but we were helped. So it's not um, like we're totally out of all the problems that we've got. The problems are still there. Our middle order hopefully now has a bit more confidence after that, that beginnings. So well, they got runs. They, they got, got runs, they? got they? runs, and that's the best thing you can do for, for a batsman is that they bat for a long time and they, and they get some confidence back. So and all of them got runs. Yeah. Every single one of them. Except Maritz for Koch. got runs. Fonsale oh, yeah. didn't. Fonsale didn't. Because <laughs> he ran himself out. I was, I was, just, I was look, just looking at the team, and before the series, I was talking about how it looked so weak, the batting order and everything, and there was, it was one of the weakest South African sides that I'd ever seen. I look at it now, and I quite like Rabada as well. So if Stain comes in for Rabada, good. He, I'd bring him in for Pete. I don't know if it spins much um, in Joburg, but the only weakness is Van Ziel now. He doesn't look like a test bat at all. He didn't in India. You could see as soon as Bavuma came in in India, the application on those pitches, he was one of the better players. Um, but Van Ziel just looks, he's never looked anywhere near test player. I don't know, have you seen other things from him in in, in the state cricket? Because I can't see him ever being a test opener. So, so, so just one thing on him, he doesn't, he doesn't open the batting. He's not an opening batsman. And and this is one of the things that you we, can tell. It's strange. He, why are they? He, why is he, he there? has absolutely no idea where his off stump is. I mean, uh, he, he he's averaging more the, or the same as you know, as Cook is, but but you can see the difference in the way that they play, right? So he he's it's almost like he's got no clue up front, and and it's because he's not an opening bat. He bats six, he bats five or six. 
So should Cook well, come I, in then, Don? Is that the, is that the be- you've been saying a lot of this? You, you uh, pointed us to some articles as well about Cook. Um, so Cook should come in for South Africa, straight up. Yeah, I, 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 no should, brainer. But 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 of I don't know. Course, if he's of course, of course, I think he deserves a chance. But the problem with Cook and Don will tell you is that he's 33. And the selectors think that that's not a wise thing to do, which I think is insane. If the guy's on form, pick him on form. Okay. That's, that's especially, if he, especially if he opens the batting. That's a good start when you're looking for an opener. Well, yeah. that, that's uh, unbelievable. Rhodesy, I mean, uh, the, the, South Af- uh, the, sorry, the Australian opener who just retired, what was his name? Opened with Warner. Chris Rogers. Rogers, Rogers is old. Yeah. I mean, the, the, he, he barely started his career before he was 33. The, Auss- the Aussies don't Even, mind, do they? They put them all in. If the but Vogues came in at 35, 36. Yeah, he's averages 200 this year. Well, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway. So it, it's, and he's it's, still a journeyman. I'm not having anybody tell me that. <laughs> Rogers is a journeyman. journeyman. <laughs> but, but Rogers is a good batsman. The point he's about old. quality and coming in and being an opening batsman playing in the spot that you're used to, that's what you need. His age should be irrelevant. You can't have domestic cricket exactly. number six, opening batsman number... You, a test cricket, you put him in opening batsman and he's domestic, domestically playing six. is nonsense. It's the most... It's the most difficult place in the team to bat because you're facing the hard ball, the shiny yep. ball, the moving ball, the fresh bowlers, the best bowlers. And to not have somebody who has got the technique to cope with that is, is just bonkers to me. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. And, 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 and yes, we did pick a squad for the first two games and, and uh, it'll be interesting. So this whole Amla thing has, has taken away from... Uh, from the r- real introspective that we need to do. Um, that's why I said the timing on it is, is absolutely bizarre. I mean, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference whether he had stayed on for the rest of the series or not. Um, y- yeah, I don't think the, the spin is going to be that positive. But it, it's taken away, and the whole narrative now is about Amla retiring, and it's not about, oh, sorry, not retiring, resigning from the captaincy. Um, uh, that's what the narrative is. That's what the headlines are here. And, and, and we're not talking about what do we need to do to the side. The side is not fixed. The side is not fixed. You know, I'm stepping down from the captaincy. There's, but, there's, but there's a if, lot of work that the side needs to do. But what if that's, but that can work in your, to your advantage if all the, the limelight is taken off those problems and the team can go away and work, work on their problems without the media, media talking about it, who should be picked and who shouldn't. Uh, I mean, you know, if they, I, I suspect the team isn't going to go away and not and worry about um, Amla not being captain. They're going to go and worry about where the weaknesses are. But at the same time, with that said, I don't. I mean, Don, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I don't have much faith in our in our wonderful coach Russell Domingo. Um, I think he's he's one of the the bigger the bigger problems and probably one of the problems or one of the reasons someone like Cook doesn't get picked. Because I think I actually read a quote from him talking about Cook's age, which which frustrated me no end. Yeah, I mean I don't want to go into yeah you know, the politics of of the coach. I just think that that there's a selection panel there for a reason. Domingo doesn't make you know, the decisions by himself. There, there's a selection panel, and and the fact that they can't see someone scoring a mountain of runs, opening the batting and has been opening the batting. That's the only place he's ever batted, Stephen Cook, is opening the batting. The, you know, the fact that he doesn't get picked is absolutely mind-boggling, and, and I have a feeling that he's not going to get picked. Um, 
and I, it, 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 it's the wrong decision. He's definitely not going to get picked. If, I'll be I'll be shocked if they pick him. I'll be amazed. I'll be happy and amazed. So one question to you guys is that I quite like the look of Chris Morris. I thought his bowling was good on the on day one in Cape Town, and he, he had that absolute ripper for against Joe Root in day five. Um, and his and his batting looks handy. Um, and his catching was unbelievable for a big big man. So he, he looks like he's he's he, he's going to he's going to stay in the team, right? Well, I hope so. Hey, Don, we we need it. It's it's the balance. It's the balance we've been lacking. He'll stay in the side. He he, he played all his cricket up at the Wanderers. Yeah, until this season, we actually moved to we moved to the Titans, and he now plays at Centurion. So he's played all his cricket up there. Um, he he knows both the grounds very well. He knows both the pitches very well. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't stay in, in the side. I'm, I'm almost pretty sure he will stay in the side. Do you think it'll be Rabada that drops out or Pete? Uh, if Stain comes back. Like Pete, Dave Pete, said. Uh, it right the depends. It yep, depends yeah, on the pitch. It depends on the pitch. Yeah. So, so if the pitch is dry and they're expecting it to crack up, I will. I would think that they would keep Pete. And, and it's totally against what we said would happen on the preview pod. We said we'd pick four fast bowlers for every game. Uh, let Algar and Dumini kind of be the you know, the part-time spinners. But, uh, I mean, you know, in both games it hasn't happened like that. And Pitt's actually been really good for us. So, I mean, so hats off to the guy. Um, I don't I don't think they'll let Pitt go. I don't think so. Yeah, it's, 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 so it's probably, it'll probably be Rabada that gets dropped if Stain's fit. Which I think is a is a bit sad because there's something about him, but he's got a long career ahead of him, so he'll get he'll get more opportunities, there's no doubt. But I'd like I'd like to see us um, if it's a normal high felt pitch, then personally I think Pitt gets dropped and they they play the extra seamer. But it has been extremely hot, so those pitches might be dry. But with that, I've just checked the weather forecast in Joburg next week, and every single day there's a there's a there are thunder and lightning storms predicted. So that might have an effect. <laughs> I don't know if it might provide enough moisture or if it affects the cloud cover in any way during the game. Um, but, yeah, so the, the, we're really going to have to wait for the starter. Yeah. Can you answer a question for me? Atherton kept going on about the um, altitude in the next two grounds. Can you explain to us why that's going to have an impact and how it has an impact on South Africa in other games? Well, well, two two reasons. I mean, uh, Johannesburg and Pretoria, obviously, well, very high above sea level, so the altitude's high there. Um, obviously, the ball balls travel further; they travel faster. Um, fitness is also an issue. So, um, I mean, not that there's you know these are professional sportsmen here; they'll be fine. Um, but but it is really more that that the pitches and, and the environment is faster. So, like it, particularly at Centurion. I think it's going to be really, really quick. Um, I'm, worried for that, fit, I'm worried for Finn then if you're talking about fitness being an issue. Okay. Because he bowls a lot. Yeah. 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 He's got yeah. a few days yeah. off there, Reds, you know? He's got a few days off. Is it a back to back test the next two as well? Yeah. Three days, three days in between. I'm not sure he's yeah. going to play well for them. Yeah, yeah, is that three days enough to schedule a podcast? <laughs> that's, that's a key question. <laughs> It'll just be the victory, the victory lap for you guys then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we should talk about England team selection then, Amit. Yes, we should. Um, 
So, uh, what do you think, uh, Rhodesy and Kenneth? Who's coming in? Who's going out? Or is it a, a team that's a winning team? Why change? Rhodesy, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm, it's it's without knowing the background. Finn struggled even with a week break in between some tests, and if the altitude's an issue, I'm pretty sure he's only going to play one of the next um, two tests. Who comes? Who will come in? I'm not sure. Wokes comes back. Just think, yeah, yeah, Vokes come back in. Um, I'd, I'm not convinced I'd, by Wokes. I'd, I'd keep the rest. I think the English camper. I think they rate him a lot, so I think he, he probably will come back in. But I wouldn't change any of the rest of the side. You don't need to. But I think um, Dan should do his stats um, when talking about selection because it's an ongoing issue about us being three down for nothing all the time. But I don't uh, know what I don't know what the other solutions are to that issue at the moment. So, and I'm not sure we've yeah. got them. Unless we jiggle so, the order around a bit and make Compton open. I did, I did do one piece of preparation for this show, and I did try to look at um, England's ongoing top order problems, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit cheesed off, to say the least, <laughs> England being three down for not very many. And <laughs> it's um, because we've had two tests this series. Uh, first test, we were day one, obviously, we were 49 for three. And in the in the second innings in Cape Town we were fifty five for three, so I thought you know because you know you shouldn't be you shouldn't be three down for fifty should you very often, but then I went all the way back to the start of last year against the West Indies, uh, and I found out that um, it that it's, it's actually a lot more common than than we might think, um, and that the if you there's one thing is I'm going to talk about is, is the median score rather than the average. Remember, the median is the number in the middle. So if you've got one, two, and a hundred, the median is two, but the average is 34, okay, between the three. So it's the number in the middle. And the, the median score at the fall of the third wicket is 60, and that's that's in 27 innings. Um, and it, 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 we've suspected that there's been top-order problem for some time, and that covers three tests against the West Indies, New Zealand, Australia, Pakistan, and then South Africa. Uh, and so some of the bowling there has been, to say, let's say it's variable quality. Um, uh, we've only got over 100 at the fall of the third wicket seven times in the last 27 innings, um, and we've, we've had less than 50 11 times. So um, I, think the, I think the worst, we've, we've even been 20-something for three on a few occasions as well. So I think everything that Dave said about Van Zale can be pretty much applied to Alex Hales. Um, I, I, maybe not quite. It's not maybe not quite as cut and dry as Van Zale, but uh, there's, there's, Alex Hales is not a Test player. But England are going to be doing the right thing. We're not going to change a winning team. We're going to be doing the right thing. We're going to give him a chance to make a success of himself because he's next in line. Personally, I think it's um, we should we should just cut the losses now. And I think we should probably put Compton to open, and then we'll we'll bring in either um, balance at three or a number six, or move Taylor up to three, something like that instead. But I, I honestly think we're going to persist with Hales, and for the series and maybe into the spring as well, uh, the English spring. But um, I, I think it's the wrong move. You also mentioned on TMS, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted Vaughny. I got I was, <laughs> about uh, they were they was right. It was career, career highlight, Dan. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, yeah, they were. I think they were discussing on TMS on day one. I think it was day one in Cape Town or day two about England's inability to turn um, uh, to score to 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 get on a good pitch and get four hundred and five hundred, and as if this was something which we should be doing as a matter of course. So, I bet, you know that one I used in the preview part about England's. 
in the last three years, England's first inning score was 330. Average first innings was 330. And I just I tweeted it to Vaughan when he was live on air, and he just used it. And I, I get him. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Did he actually? Day, well. <laughs> you can hang your hat on that, as far as I'm concerned. Retire yeah, tomorrow. Fist, yeah. I was just pumping. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. So, um, off we go to the Wanderers, then, guys. And uh, it's it's enthralling because. Uh, the worst thing for the series would have been a 2-0. Um, I think the uh, South Africans have come back in the second test. Uh, once. Some could even argue, if you wanted to use the momentum thing, they've given England a bit of a bloody nose. But I know, uh, Rhodesy, you don't believe in momentum. And by the sounds of it, I don't think uh, Donovan believes in momentum either. So I, I don't. Just, just, just quickly, uh, we need to look back at the last time England played there. We were bowled out for 180 in the first innings. It was the fourth test when we were 1-0 up. And they brought it back to level the series in the fourth test. Um, so, and then South Africa with a century from Smith scored 423 and beat us by an innings and 70, 74. Yeah, we actually hammered there last time. So. Um, I don't think we've won there for 20 years. So, you know, it, this is this is the the end of the series where South Africa should look to come back. Is into it a win toss back? Yeah, I would I would suggest. Is there any other conditions? What Dave was saying there about the weather. If it's yeah, cloudy, Dave, if there's Dave, any chance of swing, we may as well give Anderson a chance. <laughs> yeah, it, it really depends, but it probably it probably is going to be wind toss and bat. Yeah, I mean that's what really happens, and there's some crazy weather around, but I doubt that. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it and hoping there might be, but I think it'll be another highway, super highway, super highway, and a very very fast outfield at the Wonders. So. Um, get value for your shots in the high felt, eh? Mm. Stokes, Stokes, he'll be top edging for six all over the place, won't he? Yeah, probably. I'm, um, I, I was going to say to you guys when you're talking about the English selection, please drop Stokes. I'll be so happy if you drop him. No, he's he's huh? been outstanding, and I think he's going to do well there. Yeah. I don't think he's found he's... the edge of his bat for the entire series. Why are we talking about top edge? <laughs> Everything's been middled. Yeah, yeah, he could bet, he could probably bet with the edge of his bat and still smash it all over the park. So he top edged top edge that one in the second innings, didn't he? And nearly got a six. Had you, had you guys seen him before this series? Not really. I I hadn't uh, I hadn't seen a lot of him. I've heard of him, but not really seen too much. They, they didn't see him I in the World Cup because he wasn't good enough. I know about that. How's he not in the World Cup squad in that one day side in the World Cup? But anyway, <laughs> he should have. <laughs> Gentlemen, I think this brings us to a close and uh, in my, my final thoughts are that I think it's how the South African top order handle Broad and Anderson. Um, I think that will decide the test match. I think if the South Africans can get a score, then it will make it interesting. Otherwise, um, you know, I think it's going to be 2-0 going on, which is completely against my, my, uh, my predictions. But my predictions are based on the fact that the South Africans would abstain. That's my only defence. <laughs> and uh, oh, very quickly, Dan, before we go, uh, we've got to mention a, a special mention for for, uh, for Moeen Ali because uh, we said that he'd get no wickets. First Test match, man of the match. What's going on there? I know he did very well. I don't think he was man of the match personally, but um, you know I, I would have given it to Compton or Taylor myself. But he did very very well, um, um, it, especially on that fourth day when he did he did and he did make a contribution on that th- on that final day when we won the match. So yeah. Um, I think he, he's doing all right this series. He's doing all right, and then let, let him and Bear though. Let's just keep it going. That's it. Well, we it's dubbed him Ashwin Ali. It's a lot different. 
a lot different bowling to the South Africans than the than the uh, Pakistanis in the UAE, though. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, it's, love, it's yeah. been halved nearly. The the, uh, yeah. the illusion was created by Cook and Co, and and that's all that it takes uh, for the South African fragility on the spin. It seems, but uh, let's see if it's a dry one. Ashwin Ali may come into the Wanderers as well. You never know. Fifth, uh, fourth innings. See how it goes. Um, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we look forward to your thoughts. Uh, maybe not after the next Test match. If it's a quick one, we might have to uh, have another review at the end of the series. But it uh, it certainly seems to be two results coming up, and uh, look forward to your thoughts then. Thank you for listening, everyone. Stokes, a salute to the skies, he raises both arms, punches the air, it's a double hundred for Ben Stokes, what a double hundred it has been, he's the tenth man in cricketing history at number six to score a 200 in test cricket, and they can't have been any better. Oh, that's a good shot, goodness me, that's a beauty, wow, that is outstanding stuff. Very few batsmen in world cricket stay still. He's got that away. Has he threaded the needle? He has. That's the way he's going to play, and he's whipped that one away. Right out of the middle again. Wow. <laughs> That's a long way back. That's a long part of the ground as well. He just keeps going. He just keeps going and going, and he is peppering these boundaries at Newlands every second delivery. We'll add this to the wagon wheel because Morkel's not going to cut that off. There's another stroke. And there's another one that disappears into the crowd, into the stands. 250 up for Ben Stokes, putting on a show. Gone again. Bigger this time. That's gone a long way up in the air. De Villiers. Oh dear. It hits the stump so. It's a run out. He was jogging along watching to see if the catch was taken. De Villiers puts the catch down and Stokes has run out. What a show he's put on though. A fantastic innings comes to an end. Enjoy this moment. Make it last forever. Remember every step. Standing ovation. And it won't be just from this ground and the people watching this. It'll be from the cricketing public around the world. They'll be seeing this all over the place. If not today, we'll do the next few days. Absolutely magnificent. And Stokes goes. 259. Another look at it. Rabada for all his fingers across this one. It goes a long way up in the air. 
Abe de Villiers never misses anything but misjudges straight through the hands, but then he had the presence of mind to react quickly. And the throw was accurate. Applause all round as he walked off. He's kept everybody glued right from first ball this morning. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.